Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host. And as always, we have with us the EPE. Today's episode, episode 209, we'll be getting into pop culture pick'em. Oh, uh, Eric hit us with a little okie doke from the artist routine we're on. With top five best Baskin Robin flavors. Uh, I'm just gonna say ice cream, but we all, everyone gets it. And then uh, head to head, we'll you know we'll review that. Nobody had a winning record. Shocker! Stop me if you heard that before. Uh, well, then we'll get into the what the fuck headline. And last but not least, we'll close with our main topic, which is the previews for the NFL NFC North futures. Should be a juicy division. Nobody really knows how this was going to shake out. It probably has the most question marks from top to bottom uh, and also the most potential. So without further ado, how are you doing this evening or afternoon, Eric? Doing good, doing good. I'm actually glad you said that because I was going to say it's a nice little change to uh... – have like a little midday recording, you know, uh, Nick's off being uh, the wonderful father that he is. So we get to record early. It's fucking phenomenal. God, dude, continues to not prioritize this podcast. What a I mean, bum. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him a little bit of slack. At least nope. for a good reason. Nope, no slack. <laughs> I ain't got to give him nothing. No slack for him. Bum. Bum. <laughs> him and his tennis shoes. Bum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that got into it, but all right, fuck your shoes, Nick. <laughs> uh, the best part is, is I can say anything I want with, uh, n- you know, nobody to contest. So for those of you who know Nick, know that his tennis shoes are shiny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's just kick it off with the head-to-head. Let's get rid of the misery that was last week. Uh, I got hosed in UFC again. On some yeah, absolute yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. So uh, last week you went one, uh, one and two. Uh, a full. You had a no. You did not have a full uh, UFC. You had two UFC fights. Um, one of which uh, the Blahowitz. I mean, you know, it worked out in my favor because I had the opposite, you know, fighter. But they definitely that was a questionable call. Uh, put you at 3348 uh on the season down 12.5 units uh moving on to Nick uh whoops moving on to Nick he went one and two as well uh took a couple baseball games and he had Cameron Young in the top 10 for the 3M open Cameron Young did not even make the cut uh putting him at 31 and 48 two on the season down 0.3 units I went one and two as well last week uh I had a full UFC card uh I missed the Perea to win by KO, went to decision. Poirier got knocked the fuck out for the kick to the head. Uh, I did hit my parlay, putting me at 33-48 on the season, down 3.6 units, and closing us out, Nevada went 0-3 uh, 
uh, putting him at 30, 47, and 1 on the season, down 2.5 units. So it looks like, you know, between me, Nevada, and Nick, we're all still in it. Jermaine, you can turn it around easily. Uh, you know, one big hit will take that minus 12.5 down, but we got to get something going here soon, bro. I mean, I'm fairly certain that still says I have the most picked correctly. So um, that's true. You do. That is, it's not like I, I'm losing every competition <laughs> there. So, and also, like, you guys are bragging about uh, your, your better units and nobody's plus right now. So, how about you guys uh, fo- focus on either picking a winner or picking some units? Because I'm, uh, I'm just going to start chipping away with minus 150 bets. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> minus one fifty is just fine, just to squeeze all the juice out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's go ahead and get into the WTF headline. This is a a real treat for all uh, University of Florida fans. So let me switch it up here, and let me know if you can see this because I can't see the screen anymore. Uh, zoom in. More? Uh, two more. Uh, one more? Yeah, that should be fine. Oh, 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 all right. So as you guys can see here on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, DJ Hernandez arrested amid alleged plans for school shootings. Now you're probably asking yourself, who's DJ Hernandez? Well, this is Aaron Hernandez's big brother. And uh, apparently, I read the article, um, he was planning on hurting or killing anybody who made money off his little brother. So about two months ago, he went to the ESPN offices and threw a brick over a fence through a window. Um, he also mapped out the uni- Brown University and Yukon uh, or Connecticut University. Uh, and the reason uh, he was arrested was two women came forward and uh, <laughs> let the police know that he was planning on shooting up some schools and killing some people. So... Uh, crazy runs in the family. I guess, you know, having your brother get slandered in the media would probably drive you crazy, but it's not like your brother was an angel. So, yeah, runs in the family. The crazy runs in the family. I mean, it's not – you can't slander if it's truth. <laughs> so, also, this guy's older and planning a school shooting. Is, yeah. he, still, is he still enrolled? Uh, no, 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 no. He's not enrolled. He <laughs> – uh, I mean, he he did attend in the t- uh, mid two thousands. So he played uh, he played at UConn for the Huskies. Uh, he was a quarterback and wide receiver in the mid two thousands. Thirty seven oh. years old. Sorry, this was the college, not the high. He was thinking of shooting up the college, not the high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, UConn University and Brown University, which is in Rhode Island. And uh, the women said that he had gone to the universities and mapped out his plan. And sure enough, on the day where he said he was going. On the day they said he went to the schools to map it out, his vehicle was seen on camera at both uh, locations. So I'm not, you know, I don't know if he would have, I'm not sure if he would have done it. I'm not, you know, people, you know, wuss out and thank God they arrested him, but it seemed like he was pretty legit planning on 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 hurting some people. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that he was going to follow through. Yeah, I mean, you, you, he mapped it out and he had all kinds of guns and ammo and stuff. And he came out of his house when they arrested him screaming, shoot me, shoot me, but... Cops didn't shoot him. They just arrested him. Ooh. Why isn't this being reported? <laughs> I, I always hear about, you know, cops only only uh, arrest white people. They always shoot everyone else. Yeah, supposedly. Well, you know, 
I don't know what to say about that. All I know is that we got a crazy dude off the streets, and hopefully you can't hurt nobody else. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm just, you know, just curious. Yeah. <laughs> just curious how we conveniently, uh, you know, we're not spotlighting any uh, good news for the cops. So that's why I kind of like this article because they did the job. Yeah. Also, someone reported it. Somebody did the right thing finally. Yeah. They, didn't just, they didn't just wait for the shooting to start and pull their camera out. Bro, people love to watch now, dude. Watch instead of assist. It's kind of crazy. It's a pretty ridiculous voyeuristic world we live in, man. For sure. Yeah, with that being said, I, I think we can wrap this up. Not a, not as funny a headline as usually is. Just I uh, thought it was pretty crazy since it was Aaron Hernandez, and it literally made me say, what the fuck? So. <laughs> some some of the headlines that uh, we skipped out on was uh, there was a coach in Europe who got – or an owner in Europe who got in trouble for insider trading. I'm sure that happens all the time. And then there was a coach at – man, I can't name the – I can't remember the university, but he got fired for punching a player. He basically urban mired himself out of a job. Oh, it was for Brazil's uh, oh, Flame- Brazil. Fl- Flamengo. Flamengo. The, the soccer team, yeah. The – he punched the soccer player and got and got fired. Yeah. Oh, dude. I don't, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he punched. Um, God, I'm pretty sure this the player he punched. We we've actually know his name, but mm. that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to Google that right now. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and get into the uh, pop culture pick them top five uh, best Baskin Robin flavors. The order for today is Eric, myself. This seems rigged for Eric to go first. It's if you look at the sheet, man, it's the order, dude. It's nah, how it goes. It's just how it, seems, goes. it seems convenient. That's bro. how the it's cookie just, crumbles, bro. Anyway, seems convenient. Don't worry, uh, I still got Outcast two episodes ago. Oh, dude, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> see, I, I had this whole thing I was gonna say, and then you said that, and I could care less now. Uh, no, but ice cream, basketball, basketball, Robin's top five flavors. Uh, summertime, best food in the summers, uh, in my opinion, is ice cream. Uh, and I'm going to start it off by going with the Snickerdoodle Chai. Snickerdoodle Chai. Yeah, they don't have it often, but when they do, it fucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm going cookies and cream right here. Cookies and cream. That's just the OG kill them. Love that. The Oreos in it because they're nice mm-hmm. and soft but still have that Oreo flavor. Like, can't, can't really skip that. And then he, here I'll go – uh butter pecan who that's that's naturally my favorite flavor of ice cream but when you're buying it from the store uh i do have an obsession with my next two picks i have an obsession with coffee flavored ice cream so i'm gonna go and you can stop me because if it's too similar but i'm gonna go there oreo and cold brew which is a coffee flavored ice cream with cookies with oreo cookies and then i'm gonna do the um jamocha almond fudge how often are you frequenting Baskin Robbins, sir? Uh, when I was when I was younger, and also there was one right down the street from me in, in Scottsdale when I lived in Scottsdale for the last ten years, so I frequented it quite often, dude. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, I don't really know specific Baskin Robin flavors. I don't really know what they bring to the table from that perspective, but I mean, you know, I could sit here and pick ice cream flavors, mint chocolate chip. I knew it was coming. I mean, third pick, mint chocolate chip? 
I don't like mint, so I, I knew this was going to come off the board at some point, but I could never take it. And then, uh, man, what it, it's like strawberry cheesecake, I think. Is that the flavor? They do have a strawberry cheesecake. Yeah, that's the one I want. It actually got voted the 13th best one of all time. My goodness. You did some Baskin-Robbins research before this? I was on the committee that voted, dude. Oh, yeah? They just handed out committee spots? Yes, sir. He's he's being coy, ladies and gentlemen. He's actually the president of the president of the Baskin Robbins uh, fan club. Uh, dude, I I love ice cream, and I, I don't I don't know, dude. I just love it. So with my last two, I'm gonna go with the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Uh, absolutely love that flavor, and then I'm gonna do their Skillet Cookie Crumble. Yeah, all right. I mean that works. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh man, I don't. Uh, you know, there's just could always go pink bubble gum. Pink bubble gum is good, bro. I don't actually really like that one. Mm. It's it's really easy to know, remember because of uh, you know it's a fun name to say. But let me get the uh, man. I'm trying to trying to figure this out, dude. Let me get a caramel turtle truffle. Caramel what? Turtle truffle. It's delicious. I've never had it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had it either. Sounds fire, though. Bro, I don't. I never. I didn't have Baskin Robbins money. You know what I mean? We ate ice cream at home. No, I, I mean I, I respect it. I I will say though, I uh, I remember. Uh, I don't know if if other people get you know protective and territorial of the things that they love, but when Cold Stone came out, uh, I fucking absolutely hated them because everybody was shitting on Baskin Robbins, talking about oh Cold Stone's changing it up, it's this that blah blah blah. You can make your own ice cream, put your own ingredients, and they. Baskin Robbins, even though you can't customize it that way, still sh- absolutely shits on Cold Stone. Cold Stone's not very good, in my opinion. Thank you. Finally, somebody agrees. You know, uh, you know, I would, I have to take that back. I wouldn't say that we didn't have Baskin Robbins money. That's an inaccurate sentence. But like, we used that money elsewhere. We went to like restaurants and stuff. Vice Baskin Robbins, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. But we did get a. We, I always, for my birthday, because I'm not really a cake kind of guy, mm-hmm. I would always ask for ice cream. They started getting me the ice cream cakes from Baskin Robbins. And those bad boys, that deserves uh, all five spots on my list. Bro, <laughs> those things are fire. Ice cream, amazing. Cake, <laughs> delicious. Ice cream cake. Come on now. And very, very rarely do you take two elite things by themselves like i'm not a cake fan but i understand its place yeah you combine them and then they really really work food wise yeah like, che- like cheeseburgers and pizzas fire you combine them trash trash yeah you know kinda, what i mean kind of like fruit delicious cake delicious fruit cake nasty shit <laughs> I, 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 thought, fucking I, hate fruit cake. I thought that was a derogatory insult no <laughs> <laughs> 
trying not to get canceled today. I was working my hardest not to say some crazy shit, and I brought it up somehow inadvertently. <laughs> no, but that's an absolutely perfect example of like, no, don't don't put those together. Like, uh, I like I like raisins. Uh huh. Love raisins. Okay. But raisins with like white chocolate pretzel trail mix, disgusting. I feel that. You know what? You know what? Another one that works, and this might be the fat kid at heart that's speaking right now, but hamburgers or cheeseburgers, delicious. Grilled cheese sandwiches, delicious. When you take two grilled cheese sandwiches and use them as a bun for a cheeseburger, absolute heat, dude. It's the best thing ever invented. Jesus Christ, you weren't <laughs> kidding about the fat kid thing. What did you just say out loud to me? Bro, you, you, you have had a sandwich that is uh, the the bottom layer is a is a bread. In between is cheese. Yep. There's another piece of bread. Yep. And before you even made the sandwich, you had to throw butter on a pan and fry that motherfucker twice. Yes. And then you built the burger inside that and yes. then made a second grilled cheese and put that on top. On top, dude. It's the That's... best thing ever, bro. See, this is exactly why america is where we're at that's crazy that that's a that's just hey, a food item number one for obesity and unhealthiness bro Let's go but yeah uh also number one for eating like kings jesus that's what true. was the one that kfc did kfc had it was like wasn't it like chicken oh something? they had the, they had they something used two chicken? chicken breasts as as buns i remember i never had it not a fan of KFC, but I never had it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. They use the two chicken breasts as buns. Bro. The fried see, chicken breasts as buns. See, and that's nonsense to me. The other one that I saw, I think I saw that for the first time in LA, was a chicken sandwich, but the buns were glazed donuts. Heat, dude. Heat. I bet you that's so good. <laughs> that one actually might be good. But I don't want to grab the vehicle that is transporting the grubbage to my mouth and yeah. it make my hands dirty. So I'm out on the touching like the glazed donuts all over. Cause when I hold a glazed donut, I don't need, I don't use my hands, but to hold that burger, you got to use, yeah. it's well, going to get all eat, over your palms. How do you eat like ribs and wings and shit? You know, it gets I mean, the sauce gets everywhere. Are you talking about just because it's on your fingers? That's okay, but you don't want. I just like, don't like getting my fingers dirty. I feel that. I, I I I'm more of a. I look like a fucking animal when I eat shit like that in public. So I try to reserve that for at home. So uh, I yeah. don't look like a savage beast that I am when I'm eating. Like when I hold ribs, dog. I'm not. I'm using two fingers. Right. That's it. You gotta I'm clutch using, that bone like nah, that, dude. dude <laughs> see, nah, dude. Chill, <laughs> chill out, bro. <laughs> chill out not necessary <laughs> never mind i'm not even gonna say it i was gonna get us canceled again thank it god was i gonna, thought about it was it gonna be sexual it was gonna be 100 sexual all right dude you sad. gotta say it send it i was say dude you gotta grab that shit like a porn star dude that grabs a dick just two hands and munch on it dude <laughs> yeah dude no chance i don't know what it is i don't like when my hands get excessively dirty while eating it like turns me off on the eating like wings i use one hand the other hand is completely clean yeah. right wings i use you know the, the old chomper fingers you know yeah in, index and thumb shout out evolution 
And, uh, you know, I try not to, to go that way. I'm always wiping in between bites on wings. Like, I just don't know what it is, dude. Yeah, I don't know if you could come to the family barbecue then, dog, because Grandma and, and uh, Papa Wash want to see you get messy, bro. They want to see you enjoy the food and appreciate it. Yeah, if that's how they consider uh, enjoying food, then I'm out. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know if you want to skip on these ribs and chickens. Though. I don't like messy eaters. It's disgusting. Steph Curry did hot wings, chewed with his mouth open, like, damn near the whole fucking hot wings thing. That's a whole different thing, though. Like, people that smack and make noises when they eat, <clears throat> a.k.a. our friendly co-host from our, our sister podcast, Revenge of the Pod, you give Jason Waterburger after two or three beers, and <sighs> it's all bad, dude. It's all bad. Speaking of Revenge of the Pod, go check the podcast out. Revenge of the Pod. Everywhere you stream your podcasts, they talk about pop culture. They get into the more nitty-gritty of the Superman, Iron Man, Harrison Ford-type movies, whereas we deal mostly in sports. With that being said, read the list back to the, to the tens and tens, and we'll get into the today's topic. Yeah, so top five Baskin-Robbins flavors. I had the first pick went Snickerdoodle Chai, Oreo and Cold Brew, Jamocha Almond Fudge, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and Skillet Cookie Crumble. Jermaine went cookies and cream, butter pecan, mint chocolate chip, strawberry cheesecake, and caramel tr- caramel turtle truffle. Damn. Yeah. What's the batting average of the week this week, Eric? Any honorable mentions as well? Uh, just straight up coffee ice cream as an honorable mention. Uh, let me see. The, I forgot to check the batting average, but that is something I can remedy really quickly. Give me one second here. Uh, Luisa Reza is now batting 381, so he's up 0.5 from last week. There we go, 381. We're 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 bumbling and fumbling. We're almost back to 400. We'll get there. I believe in him, dude. I want him to get it. I know that's why we're we're tracking another podcast. We're on your side on that one. Is it Corey's- absolutely crazy that only 11 people in the majors are batting over 300? You know, I don't have a frame of reference from year over year. Let's go 2022 <sighs> regular season. Holy shit, no. last year it was 11. Exactly. 2021 was. Now go back to pre-COVID. So pick like 2014. 2014. 2014 regular season. Uh, 16. Yeah, so. I guess that's pretty on par then, right? I would say, yeah. It's. I don't think there's. Oh, well, I've ever been like thirty. Twenty four. Twenty four in twenty thirteen. Oh, really? And we missed it. We could have had twenty six, but Jacoby Ellsbury and James Loney or Lonnie couldn't get their shit together, and they both finished at two ninety nine that year. Oh, how dare they? Yeah. How dare they? Couldn't get their shit together hitting two ninety nine. Preposterous preposterous all right that wraps up all the opening uh salvos for today's podcast man you notice how how much quicker it goes when nick's not just on here just blowing air out of his blowhole i'm not i'm not gonna speak on that it's just just uh less mouths less less mouths right now so you know what i mean less talking time for or you know oh yeah the 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 number of bad takes is significantly down right now. 
like I get what you're doing, and I and I want to join along, but like I, I just I can't I can't bury man's when he's when he's being uh, a good father. You know what I mean? Scared. No, I'm not scared. I, I go at Nick all the time. We go at each other all the time. But you know when he's nah, when he's bro. doing what he's doing, I can't knock that. You know what I mean? That's that's honorable. Scared. Say 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 it for those in the back who can't hear you right now, Eric. Scared. And I go to church. That's how, I, that's how Eric is. He doesn't like when people talk shit to him, dude. What do you mean? It's just how it goes, dude. All right, let's get into the NFC North. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Appreciate you for the segue there. Let me get that pulled up. <laughs> Since yeah. I, I thought you was still. All right, now let me know if you can see this, okay? I It's kind of. I've been messing with the sizes and stuff, so I hope it works. Yeah, you haven't added anything, so I can't see it. What about Neal? There it is. Yep. Bigger, smaller? Uh, no, I think that's fine. All right, bet. Yeah. So, uh, last last year the division finished. Oh, this isn't in division order. Uh, if you look to the left on twenty twenty two finish, so the Vikings finished in first, the Lions finished in second. Uh. Packers were third and Bears were fourth. Yeah, I was just tripping because all the other ones were first, second, third, fourth. Oh, uh, that's just how they finished last year, and they're predicted to finish the same this year. This division, like you said in the pre, like like you said early on in the podcast, um, it's a toss up. Uh, there's a lot of changes, so I mean we'll get into it, but you know this one could be a wild wild division this year. Yeah, we'll just. We'll put the fit. We'll put them next time for finish finishing order, so we can break them down. Anyways, Minnesota Vikings thirteen and four last year. Everyone uh, everyone understands what happened with them in one score games. I believe they were nine and two, uh, which is just an absolutely bonkers number if you really think about it. <laughs> and uh, so they won the division from their. Uh, where did I? Sorry, this sheet keeps moving. All right, there we go. All right, Minnesota Vikings. Last uh, in the offseason, they lost wide receiver Adam Thielen, tight end Irv Smith, D lineman Dalvin Thomason, edge Darius Smith, linebacker Eric Kendricks, cornerbacks Cameron Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, Duke Shelley, and Chandon Sullivan. They added quarterback Nick Mullins, uh, re signed Alexander Madison and CJ Ham, uh, Brandon Powell at wide receiver, Josh Oliver at tight end, Garrett Bradbury at center. Guard Austin Schlotman, offensive tackle, Oli Semieko Udo, uh, Edge Marcus Davenport, Dean Lineman, Dean Lowry, and Jonathan Bullard, linebacker Troy Reader, cornerback Byron Murphy, long snapper Andrew DePaolo, and kicker Greg Joseph. In the draft, they added Jordan Addison in the first round, wide receiver out of USC, as and in the fourth round. Uh, sorry, in the third round, they added Makai Blackman, cornerback, also out of USC. In the fourth round, they added Jay Ward, safety out of LSU. In the fifth round, they added Jacqueline Roy, defensive tackle, LSU, as well as Jaron Hall, quarterback, BYU. In the seventh round, they added Dwayne McBride, running back, UAB. And their schedule this year is as follows. Uh, open with the Buccaneers at home, on the road with Philadelphia. Did you guys play in week two last year? We always play in week two. It's weird. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then home to the Chargers, away to the Panthers, 
home to the Chiefs, away to the Bears, home to the 49ers, away to the Packers, away to the Falcons, home to the Saints, away to the Broncos, home to the Bears, away to the Raiders, and then, sorry, flex game. All right, and then on the road at Cincinnati, home to Detroit, home to Green Bay, and away to Detroit to close the season. This team, I really don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one because I could see them losing to a lot of these teams. And that's that's the real issue. All right, so that that's scheduled to open as well. They don't have back-to-back home games. You know, they don't have back-to-back home games until... Week 8? Week 8-9? No. Oh, sorry. Oh, dude, they don't have. Yeah, back to back home games is like the end of the season, isn't it? Wow, week 16, 17. And they're yeah. both divisional. When you said eight and nine, I was, I was like, kept scrolling back and forth. And I was like, <laughs> pretty sure they're all away, dude. At least, they get a, at least they get a late bye week. But I mean, this is a tough schedule, man. I, I know it doesn't seem like it, but to me, it's a tough schedule because there's a lot of teams that are, there's question marks around them, but. There's a lot of potential for those teams to be good. Like Carolina could be good, right? Chicago could be extremely good. New Orleans <laughs> could run that division. Denver, new coach Sean Payton. Sean Payton's never had what a losing season. He's never lost what more than he's never gone under 500, no, right? No, he's had four losing seasons. Oh, it Mike, it's Mike Tomlin that's never had a losing season. But um, you know, then they get Cincinnati, Detroit, who's favored to win the division. They close out Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. That's a heck of a schedule, man. Yeah, and they I were. Think, I think they Jordan were what? Love's gonna be good this year. They were. They had what? Uh, eight one score games last year. Seven one score games last year. No, I think it was eleven. Or nine and two. That's. I mean, any of those games this year could go in a different direction. So. Usually, you regress to the mean. You're not gonna go. Nine and is, two again. What is that clip? That's like eighty-eight percent or something like that. Nine out of eleven. That's like a crazy, yeah. it's like a crazy percentage. That's one of the luckiest teams in the league last year. Yeah, one hundred percent. So I actually, their over under is set at eight and a half. What an outstanding line! What an outstanding line! Give me the under. Okay. And no to make the playoffs. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Um. Yeah, and then no to win the division as well. So yeah, because the columns are what Super Bowl odds, division odds to win the division, to make the playoffs, and then the over under. All right. Yeah. So. I mean that. Yeah. No. No in the division. Oh man. This is interesting. I'm going no to make the play. I'm going to stick with that. I don't. I think Minnesota takes a, a step back this year. I think that defense is awful, and they might be a team that's in the running for uh, one of the prime quarterbacks this year. All right, very next team, second place. You had the Detroit Lions, nine and eight. Uh, their current odds to win the division are plus one forty. Their over under is set at nine and a half, and. Uh, We'll get into some of the additions and subtractions they had this offseason. So they lost uh, running backs DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. 
uh, wide receiver DJ Shark, tackle Dan Skipper, center Evan Brown, D lineman Michael Brockers, linebacker Chris Board, cornerback Mike Hughes, Jeff Okuda, and Amani Oriwari. Uh, safety Deshaun Elliott has left as well. Arrivals, quarterback Nate Sudfeld, running back David Montgomery, and Craig Reynolds was re-signed. They brought wide receiver Marvin Jones back from Jacksonville. They took Graham Glasgow, center slash guards, uh, slash guard. Uh, D linemans, Isaiah Bug, John Kaminsky, Christian Covington, linebackers, Alex Anzalone and Jalen Reeves Maybin, cornerbacks, Emmanuel Mosley and Cameron Sutton, safety, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, safety, CJ Moore, defensive back, Will Harris, and kicker, Michael Bag- Bagley. Didn't, I think he got cut actually. Uh, and then, anyways, long snapper, Jake McQuaid. In the first round, they added Jameer Gibbs, running back. And Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa. In round two, they added Sam Laporta, tight end, also from Iowa. Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. In the third round, they added Hendon Hooker, quarterback out of Tennessee. In the third round, they also added Broderick Martin out of Western Kentucky. In the fifth, they added Colby Soresdale. Oh, I thought that was another player. The school is William and Mary. <laughs> I was like, what is going on on this line right here? Uh, And then round seven, they got Antoine Green, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into their schedule. So the Detroit Lions play in the second place schedule. Jeez. Open to Kansas City. Sorry, at Kansas City. Home to Seahawks. Home to the Falcons. On the road to Green Bay, home to the Panthers, on the road to Tampa, on the road to Baltimore, home to Oakland, on the road to the Chargers, home to Chicago, home to the Packers, on the road to New Orleans, home to uh, sorry, on the road to the Bears, home to the Broncos, on the road to Minnesota, on the road to Dallas, and close at home with the Minnesota Vikings. Man, that's tough. Can I ask you something real quick? I've noticed this a lot. When did when did we start closing out seasons with or why is the NFL doing this thing now where like for the Eagles we play the Cowboys and then like we'll have one game and then we play the Cowboys again? Like why are they doing this? Yeah, like, so the like in every fucking division. The NFL paid a company to come in and evaluate how they make schedules. Now, in my head, it was only like five years ago, but realistically, it was probably closer to a decade, maybe more. During that process, the the evaluators came up with the fairest way possible to put schedules together. Right. And so that's why we always talk about if you finish first in your division, you play a first place schedule. If you finish second, you play a second place. Right. And part of that as well, the NFL was trying to, to make meaningful games at the end of the season. Yeah. What's, what's more meaningful than closing out your season by playing division opponents. Right. So typically for the most part, you, um, you know, for the most part, you, you play your division opponents at the end. But like, you know, Detroit has the Dallas Cowboys, which is also, you know, a rival for the Detroit Lions. So they try to build the schedules that way. They That's the most important. And it's so that way teams aren't resting players in meaningful games at the end of the season as well. Like if you play all your division games at the beginning of the year, you can have your division locked up by week. 10, 11, week, or whatever. Week, yeah, week 10, 11. So now yeah. 
by proxy, you have two division games. If you guys are very close, like let's say Minnesota is nine and five heading into the final three weeks and the Detroit Lions are eight and uh, whatever. Eight and six. Yeah. <laughs> so they play each other twice. If Detroit sweeps those games, they by proxy they could take the lead in the division. But uh yeah, they I don't know how much money they paid these consultants, but ever since I've really enjoyed the way the NFL does their schedule. Yeah, I, I, I it's not really a complaint. It's just crazy how like you can get Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota as the Lions to end your season. And if you have, you know, hopes like this team seems to have, and and this is the uh this is what I've seen on, on, on the talking heads and, and amongst my friends is, is this is a team that everybody's calling like, a, I, I guess a sleeper to win the Super Bowl. I don't see it, but you know, people are saying that uh, people have a lot of love for them for some reason, I guess, cause the coaches got a great personality and, and they got a lot of young talent out there. But um, I think this division is going to be a lot closer than people expect, man. I think people are writing off green Bay I think people are writing off uh, Chicago and they're like a lot of people are just crowning the, the Detroit Lions to win this division, but I don't see it. Like they I haven't earned anything yet. They got to go out there and play. So um, one thing, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, go ahead. but uh, just, just to, like expand on that point is like one thing that Nick and I always talk about is Vegas will tell you truly how close these teams are. Right. And so for people to just say Detroit is the clear cut winner, I would counter with, okay, if that's the case, why is there over under nine and a half Minnesota's eight and a half. And then the other two teams are seven and a half each. Yeah. Right. So by proxy, just looking at over unders, you can be like, this division's close as hell. (laughs) So yeah. uh, With that being said, I'm going to pick Detroit to make the playoffs. So I have Detroit to make the playoffs, yes. And here's where it's interesting, man, because I really – I this division, I have literally like I – can't, I can't figure out how I feel about this division. Um, do, do I take over for, for Detroit? I'm going to take the over as well. So I think they – I think they hit 10 wins – uh, but I don't think they win this division. You don't think they win the division? No. Nice. Nice. And uh, it's you'll you'll see a, a trend with where I'm going with who I think wins this division. Uh, I think anyone could look at me and tell me I'm wrong, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I see it." <laughs> but with this division, with the way it's going, I'm going to pick. Uh, you know, a specific uh, trait that I'm looking for. And that's what I'll ride for this. So the very next team we have is the Chicago bears. So give us their odds, Eric, and then what their record was last year. Oh, so last year they were three and 14. They finished fourth Uh, Super Bowl odds plus 5,000 division to win the division odds plus 400 Uh, to make the playoffs. uh, Yes. Plus 160, no minus 190. And their over under is set at seven and a half. Oh, dude, I meant to – sorry, I was trying to do it in the way they finished last year. It doesn't matter. We'll just hop into Chicago. So uh, Chicago, additions they had this offseason. They added quarterbacks Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. They added running back David Montgomery. Wide receivers Nikhil Harry and Byron Pringle. Jesus, those two are still in the league, huh? 
Tight end, Ryan Griffin. Tackle, Riley Reef. Guard, Michael Schofield. Edge, Alquadine Muhammad. D. Lineman, Amon Watts, Angelo Blackson, Mike Pinnell. Linebackers, Matthew Adams, Nicholas Morrow, Joe Thomas. Safety, DeAndre, DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the Bears can let all those people walk. <laughs> they were so bad last year. Yeah. Uh, they added quarterbacks, PJ Walker and Nathan Peterman. They added running backs, Donta Foreman and Travis Homer. Fullback, Kari Blazengame. Uh, wide receiver, DJ Moore. Wide receiver, Dante Pettis resigned. Tight end, Robert Tanyan. Changes division rivals. Uh, they added guard Nate Davis, edges Rasheem Green and Demarcus Walker, D-tackle Andrew Billings, linebacker Dylan Cole, Tremont Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds, sorry, TJ Edwards, and long snapper Patrick Scales. Uh, they had themselves an enormous amount of picks in this year's draft. They went with pick 10, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle out of Tennessee, Round two, they took Javon Dexter, D-tackle out of Florida. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback out of Miami. In round three, they took Zach Pickens, D-tackle South Carolina. In round four, they took Roshan Johnson, Hookham, running back out of Texas. They took Tyler Scott, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Excuse me. And in round five, they took Noah Sewell, linebacker Oregon, Terrell Smith, cornerback Minnesota. And in the seventh round, they took Travis Bell, D-lineman, Kennesaw State, and Kendall Williamson out of Stanford. All right, go ahead and give us a schedule, Eric. Uh, So they open up at home against Green Bay, then uh, two road games, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, uh, home game versus Denver, away at Washington, uh, two back-to-back home games, Minnesota and Las Vegas, uh, two away games, the Los Angeles Chargers and New Orleans, at home against Carolina, Again, uh, with back-to-back away games, Detroit and Minnesota. Week 13 bye week, uh, home against Detroit, away against Cleveland, uh, back-to-back home games, Arizona and Atlanta. And finally, they close out the season on the road at Green Bay. Yep. That's a – I think that's a pretty good schedule if you ask me personally. That's rough, dude. (laughs) Every schedule we've been saying is is rough. Uh, I don't, like Chiefs. Okay, uh, I'm scared of that. Uh, I'm not worried about Packers, Bucks, you know, Broncos, Commanders, Vikings, Raiders. Like none of these are super scary. Chiefs and Chargers. I think there's five games on here that are winnable for them. Based only off- five. Based off of last year, right? I, I, I know where you're going to go with when we talk about them a little bit more. I tend to side with you and agree with you. But if things don't work out that way, to me, Tampa's winnable. Washington is winnable. Las Vegas is winnable. Arizona's winnable. And Atlanta's winnable. Oakland? Or, sorry, Las Vegas? I said Las Vegas. Okay. I mean, I just yeah, – Browns. I mean, Cardinals, Falcons, like Packers. Cardinals and Falcons. Packers is a divisional game. I agree with the Cardinals and Falcons. Packers is a divisional game. You never know what's going to happen in those. Cleveland, I mean, we don't know, but if Deshaun Watson is anything, you know, remotely close to what he was before, they're going to be amazing. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm taking the Bears uh, over uh, to win the division and to make the playoffs. Over to win the division and to make the playoffs. Let's go. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, so I got to go reference my – yeah, and I have – I only have San Fran to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think because this division's so wide open that both teams are going to get over – you know, get to nine or more wins and both should be in playoff contention. Um, I love Chicago Bears. Uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, dude. <laughs> Plus 5,000. <laughs> I'll put it nah. down, bro. <laughs> no, nah, I'm so – I would I would like to make that bet purely based on plus five thousand, and I think the Bears are going to be very very good this year. Personally, I think the Bears are going to be very very good this year. Their running attack is going to be outrageous with Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, and Justin Fields, and DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney with newly signed fifty million dollar man Cole Komet. They've got very very good weapons. We're going to learn very quickly if. Justin Fields is as good as advertised, and I think he is. I hope so, man. I wish that man the best, but um, like you said, we're going to learn real quick if he can throw or not in this league. He can run. Damn, he can run. Well, we'll see if he can throw this year. I, mean, I think he, he can. He, I believe he, in him. He can throw. His wide receivers never got open. Yeah. So uh, DJ Moore changes that facet for me big time. And I have high hopes for DJ Moore as well. Let's go ahead and close out the division with the third place Green Bay Packers. Read us their odds and record. Uh, last year they finished third in the division at eight and nine, uh, getting knocked out of the playoffs on the last game of the season, I believe it was. Uh, yeah. Super Bowl odds plus sixty five hundred, uh, plus four hundred to win the division. Uh, to make the playoffs, plus one eighty to miss the playoffs, minus two ten, and their over under is set at seven and a half as well. Yeah. Again, another team that I don't think is as bad as everyone thinks it is. So uh, subtractions this offseason. Aaron Rodgers was traded to the Jets. Wide receivers Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard both went to the Jets. Tight ends Mercedes Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tanyan left. D-linemen Dean Lowry and Jerron Reed. Safety Adrian Amos and kicker Mason Crosby. In the Free agency, they had it was relatively quiet. They signed Justin Hollins, Rudy Ford, sorry, edge and safety, respectively. Long snapper Matt Orzek, and then kick returner, punt returner, Keyshawn Nixon. In the draft, the Green Bay Packers had the following. Round one, Lucas Van Ness, edge out of Iowa. Round two, Luke Musgrave, tight end, Oregon State. Uh, Jaden Reed, wide receiver, Michigan State. In round three, they took Tucker Craft, tight end, South Dakota State. In round four, they took Colby Wooden, edge. In round five, they took Sean Clifford, QB, Penn State. Uh, Dontavian Vicks, sorry, Wicks, wide receiver, Virginia, as well as Carl Brooks, defensive tackle, Bowling Green. In round six, they took Anders Carlson, kicker out of Auburn. Round seven, they took Carrington Valentine, cornerback. Lou Nichols III, running back, Central Michigan. And... Anthony Johnson Jr., safety Iowa State, as well as Grant Dubois, wide receiver Charlotte. Go ahead and give us a schedule on that. Uh, so the Packers uh, open up with two road games, Chicago and Atlanta. 
then at home against New Orleans, at home against Detroit, on the road against Vegas and Denver, uh, back at home, Minnesota, Los Angeles, uh, away for Pittsburgh, at home for the Chargers, away for the Lions, at home for Kansas City, away for the Giants, at home for Tampa Bay, uh, back-to-back away games, Carolina and Minnesota, and closing out the season at home against Chicago. Yeah, I don't like this schedule as much as I like the Bears schedule. Yeah. Typically, like if you if I ever see Steelers on your schedule, I'm not happy for you because <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> Mike Tomlin is determined to tell everyone that he is a phenomenal coach and that yeah. he should never be discounted in any of the games. Um, so fa- fascinating. Go ahead. So, so my take on this is is if you look at everybody's shitting on on the Packers and. You know, they lost Aaron Rodgers. He got traded to the Jets. Cool. You look at who else they lost. Randall Cobb, old. Alan Lazard was decent, but never anything to call home about. Mercedes Lewis, old. Robert Tanyan, that might hurt. Defensive lineman Dean Lowry was a rotational player who didn't make that much of an impact. Defensive lineman Jerron Reed, whatever. And then safety Adrian Amos, who was solid, and kicker Mason Crosby, right? I'm not seeing a team that got depleted. I see a team that has a lot of their core players intact, went and got, you know, some decent upgrades at edge and safety and crazy talented draft picks. And if Jordan Love hits, which everybody seems to forget, this is what the Packers do. They draft the replacement. They let him sit for a while. He learns, he develops, and then he comes out and he does good. I think the Packers are a team that's being slept on, and I honestly could see them winning this division if Jordan Love hits. They were an eight-win team last year. They didn't add anyone other than rookies. Um, I, I don't see them getting better, personally. Alan Lazard was their best wide receiver last year. Uh, Aaron Jones is another year older. A.J. Dillon's another year older. Unless Jordan Love really does take a significant leap, which I do think he can, um, I don't see them going this way. And then on top of that, you know, reports, we're going to give Jordan Love – we, we really need about half the season to evaluate Jordan Love. The fuck have you been doing the previous four years? <laughs> Is that a crazy question? No, I mean, it's not. But you also have to see him – I mean, I guess we have seen him play. He's been, my man's been in the building. My yeah. man's has been in the building. You ain't know what you got after four years with the man in the building. Like, only because he hasn't started football games. Like, I feel like you should be – you should have some bearing of what this man's going to do. I, I don't know. Seven and a half is a great line, though. I do think I do think their coach is good. Uh, yeah. I think – you know, Aaron Rodgers leaving kind of removes this big black cloud over them just because of the, how that franchise and him had their last few years. Um, again, not sure why the franchise didn't support it. Like the Jordan Love pick, uh, dude, you could have gotten him anybody else in that draft. Oh, yeah. I mean, I understand why it, it, it boiled down and, and or boiled over and it, it went, you know, it went the way it went, but uh, I've never seen. I've never seen anyone like so eager to get out of having an MVP caliber quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I mean, 
I agree. I mean, the man won you a Super Bowl. He carries you to the playoffs every year. He basically ran that division at his will. Um, and then, you know, they went and did that instead of getting him weapons and it soured the relationship. They gave him a bunch of money. They gave him, what, $50 million a year? But still, giving a man $50 million a year when all he wants to do is win another Super Bowl doesn't really help keep him there, you know? Yeah. So, jury's still out. The seven and a half line is outstanding. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay has eight wins. Uh, I'm going to take the under, though. Uh, no to make the playoffs, no to win the division, and then no in the Super Bowl. Cool. You don't have a Super Bowl winner coming out of this division, or are you taking the Bears? Do it. Do it. Plus 5,000. Do it. I would like to put money on the Bears, but I'm not like I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah, like betting someone at plus five thousand does not mean that you think they're gonna win. No, I just love what they did on the O line. I love the weapons they have for them. I love the three headed running attack, and I actually think the coaching staff is pretty decent for this Bears team, which is not something I've said in a in a very long time. Uh, let's go ahead and get into player props here. Uh, for the player props, we have uh, Jared Goff over oh, – sorry, the line is set at 4,000.5 passing yards and 25.5 passing touchdowns. I mean, if you if people I, – I think the yards he probably hits. Can you pull up Jared Goff's stats from last year? Give me one second here. I think that's probably around where he was. Uh, for, so I'm taking the over on Justin Fields' pass yards. I'm taking the over on Justin Fields' passing touchdowns. Uh, whew, over is on rushing yards is 800 and a half. Uh, so last year he hit 4,438 uh, with 30? 29 touchdowns. 29? Mm-hmm. Those are great lines. Um. Okay, yeah, I'll take Jared Goff over on both passing yards and touchdowns. Um, I'll take Justin Fields over on both as well, passing. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Fields is either going to burn me or make me look like a genius. So I have Justin Fields over on everything. Do you really? Yeah. I think just – oh, also, by the way, uh, Justin Fields, MVP, plus 2,000. Yes, sir. I got that as well. And she didn't know where I was going. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have to pass a lot this year. Uh, as we're recording this, Eric – or not as we're recording, but today, Alexander Madison got hurt, oh. limped, limped off the field. Oh. Uh, yeah, so – that was today. So give me uh, Captain Kirkies over on both. Uh, I think he's going to have to. This Kirk Cousins over 5,000 pass, pass yards mm. at plus 700. Sure. I'll take that as well. Um, Aaron Jones. Uh, man, they're going to run him into the ground. Can he stay healthy? I'll take the over on uh, rush yards. And rushing touchdowns. They didn't have anything receiving-wise for him. Uh, no, dude. It's, I'm so frustrated with, with their DraftKings right now. They didn't have – they only had like two running backs, which would be Christian McCaffrey and I believe it was Alvin Kamara for receiving touchdowns and receiving yards. And then they didn't have any for combined receiving rushing. 
which is ridiculous because there's players like Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Like, these guys, they do both. We should have that option. But whatever. I, I digress. Yeah. Um, DraftKings, dog. So, over for Do- Monty's touchdowns is set at plus 115. For the guy who's clearly stepping into the early Jamal Williams role, who's pro- he'll probably get replaced by Jameer Gibbs as, as the quote-unquote guy mm-hmm. by the end of it. Mm-hmm. But Jared Goff stinks in the red zone, right? That's why they ran Jamal Williams 34 times in the red zone. I think that was the stat, something like that, red zone carries. It was something absurd, right? And he turned it into 17 total touchdowns on the season or some also crazy stat like that. So I'll take Monty over seven and a half rushing touchdowns. He's a very good running back. And they went out and signed him day one on free agency. So they intend to use this man. Not sure why they needed to change from Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift to David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. But uh, I would say that they upgraded – on both positions. I'm not a not a DeAndre Swift guy. So, uh, Amon Ra, he's about to explode. Third-year jump, Amon Ra, Jamison Williams is suspended. Give me the overs on receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. Uh, also, this one right here, Christian Watson, over on both. I'm betting on the year two wide receiver. I'm betting on him healthy. I'm betting on him on the system. I'm betting that the drama with Aaron Rodgers constantly critiquing this guy is gone. And really, it was just injuries that really hurt him. He is gigantic, and he is fast. Yeah. And if you know me, that's how I talk about my wide receivers. I don't want none of these shifty 5'10", little scat backs getting lit up over the middle, Brian Le- Brian Erlacher headhunting. No, I want somebody who plays on the outside, 6'2", goes up, gets the ball, and is absolutely electric. Christian Watson checks those boxes. And is the over-under for the touchdowns really minus 160 for over? Yeah. Well, then give me a better line. Well, they, they know. I don't know why they set the line there if that's what they're going to give, but that's where they set the line, dude. Christian Watson, I could see having almost 10 touchdowns this year. And then here is another uh, over for your boy Skinny P. I'm taking DJ Moore over receiving yards. DJ Moore over receiving touchdowns. This is arguably the best quarterback he's ever played with. Cam Newton was hurt when he was playing with him. Uh, I guess. Fuck yeah. I don't. I just saying Justin Fields is a good quarterback is 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 premature still. Uh, yeah. Right? I I don't. So I'm sick of this running back. Just because a <laughs> quarterback can run, everyone just instantly assumes they can't throw. I think Justin Fields is going to be good. I think everyone's going to wish they had Justin Fields on their team. I think DJ Moore is going to be lights out. I'm not saying DJ Moore is going to do what Stefan Diggs and AJ Brown did. I don't think DJ Moore is that level of athlete, that level of talent. But what I am saying is that DJ Moore can be a thousand and six. Yeah, he could do that. I look, Justin Fields last year, 15 games played. Uh, 318 attempts, 60.4 completion percentage, 2,200 yards, uh, 17 touchdowns, uh, 11 interceptions with an average of 149.5 a game. Uh, he was sacked 55 times. That is not his fault, though. Um, 
they so here's the other thing, right? They threw the ball 318 times. That was last in the league. Yeah, I mean, last he, in the league. He had 160 carries. I don't know if they were they're obviously not designed carries, but he had 160 carries for 1,143 yards with 10. To, oh, sorry, eight touchdowns. Yeah, um, most of those aren't designed, right? Yeah. That's the other thing. Most of those aren't designed. That man was running for his life all season and had the Bears in games early Listen, and often for most of the game. They just couldn't couldn't get it done because nobody was open. That's what I was that's what I was trying to get to because I mean you said you're taking the Jay Fields love and you went over on everything this man did. And I'm I'm not saying that he can't, but if his passing numbers are gonna go up, then his rushing numbers are gonna go down. He no, did hit 1143 that. last year, which is crazy. Because even if he even if he dropped what 300 yards, he'd still break what his line is set at. So I mean, I I can see him doing it, but they also don't want this man out there running 160 times. They they went they they strengthened the line to protect him, so he's not out there getting hit. I'm not saying he's he can't take the hits and stuff, but you don't want your quarterback taking those hits. And they're probably coaching him to stay in the pocket as much as possible, or or or. or you know, outside of design runs, they're probably teaching. They're trying to get him to stay in the pocket, or, and or, or make the throws. So I, if he gets the over on this passing, I think he doesn't hit the overs on his rushing. But that's my own personal, you know, take on it. Write this down for the props, my friend. At the end of the season, Justin Justin Fields will be a three thousand plus yard passer and a thousand yard rusher. He will be over 40 combined touchdowns. You remember when Lamar Jackson had his MVP season? Mm-hmm. I picture Justin Fields doing the same thing. That's what I picture. And I'm willing to be dead wrong on this. I am. But, you know, since 2018, DJ Moore has been over 1,000 yards three of the five seasons. Right, last year he had 888 yards, and he had Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, Baker Mayfield throwing the football to him. Yeah, I'm just saying, like I don't see DJ Moore underperforming. I think he's undervalued. I don't see Justin Fields underperforming. He's got a guy who can get open now, and when you add a guy who can get open. The other guys aren't going to face double coverage that they were facing before because they were the number one option. Yeah. Darnell Mooney was hurt last year. He's back and healthy. Cole Komet just got paid $50 million. So I do think that Justin Fields has every opportunity to be in the MVP conversation this year, and I think he's going to shock a ton of people. Uh, what's not shocking is my props of Justin Jefferson overs. Uh, just auto bet JJ overs until he doesn't hit. <laughs> so, uh, Daniel Hunter, I see him on here, 9.75 sacks. I do like that bet. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be here. With the Vikings, because they keep talking about trading him. I mean, does that mean he's not going to get sacks wherever he goes, though? It just depends on where he goes. Is he going to be a full-time starter? Because right now, it's Daniel Hunter trying to stop the other side of the of the ball by himself. Like, I, I don't know anyone else on the Minnesota Vikings defense. And I'm not trying to say that disrespectfully. 
it's just that's the current state. They couldn't, they can't afford to pay anyone. There's a reason why Dalvin Cook got cut. You know what I mean? Dalvin Cook, who balled out last year, there's a reason why he got cut. They needed to save $9 million. So I'm very concerned with that Minnesota Vikings defense. Yeah, I think this is this is the last year for them to give it a go with this current, you know, regime, I guess you could say. I think and, – and, and no knock to Kirk. I don't think he's – I think he's one of the most hated on quarterbacks for absolutely no reason. I personally disdain him because – of friends in the group who, who, you know, they, you know, they're crazy, but um, I think this could be, you know, we could see him get moved. If, if it doesn't work with Minnesota this year, we could see him get moved and, and kind of a Matthew Stafford S type, you know, move him to somewhere who. Talk about Daniel Hunter still, or now we're on Kirk now. We're on Kirk. <laughs> okay. I was like, but, but I, I, got, so... I, I got, I went, I got to Kirk by talking about how, um, you said that there's the only guy for the, the Vikings, uh, you know, trying to stop that side of the ball. They had to save, they had to cut Dalvin to make 9 million. And that's where I got to, this might be the end of that regime. And Curtis could be Kirk's final year in Minnesota. Oh, that's it's, it's not Mike. It's not Mike. Wherever, when, when you went to where you put my, my Justin Fields yeah. three and one stats. Yeah. Um, Put right underneath that, Kirk Cousins is not a Minnesota Vikings next. And I not, key, not a Minnesota Viking next year. If I could bet it somehow, find somewhere to bet it, I would low key. A lot has to go right for this to happen, but I would bet Minnesota. Sorry, I would bet Kirk Cousins to end up in San Francisco. Kirk Cousins to end up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I have to see Brock Purdy play. I said a lot of things have to happen. Brock Purdy has the bust. Trey Lance has the bust. Trey but, Lance is busted. But you know he's got the he's got the history with Shanahan. He can he plays the system. He's the perfect quarterback for that system. Everybody's always talking about Jimmy and this and Trey this and all these people. Kirk Cousins goes into that team and they are a Super Bowl contender. Not like they're already a Super Bowl contender. They are Super Bowl contenders. They will. Be and they they would be the favorite of the NFC if he was yes. with San Francisco 49ers. Well, Kirk, Kirk, they would be the favorite. Maybe. I I don't, no disrespect. They have a man called Christian McCaffrey on that team, Eric. That's the only, that's the only reason they're the favorite. My quarterback can do everything that man can do at the same level as him and throw the ball. Oh, bro. Kirk Cousins is the perfect play action quarterback. He is so good. When they turn around, have him fake the football, and he could just unload deep. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian he's, McCaffrey, that offensive line, that defense, I'm telling you, I would say they're the favorite. He's the incredibly years. accurate. People people seem to fucking forget that this man is an accurate dude. It, and to me, accuracy is the most important thing a quarterback can have because if you're putting the ball where it needs to be, then that means it's going to get caught, right? So he's extremely accurate. Like you said, play action – He's phenomenal with the play action. I can't believe that it hasn't been explored or talked about more that Kirk Cousins could end up in San Francisco. I can't the, believe it. The issue is they have the two quarterbacks right now. In the offseason, you might see some buzz for that because Kirk Cousins has got to go somewhere, right? So for your for your odd uh, or your uh props, put Kirk Cousins to San Fran. Oh. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if I want to. Oh, 
Oh, here we go. You just hit me with, I can't believe more people aren't talking about this. And all of a sudden, gun to your head. You no, know, I added it. I put it. Kirk Cousins plays for San Fran in 2024. <laughs> Motherfucking pressure in me. <laughs> so here's here's what I will say. Uh, last thing on Justin Fields, right? Justin Fields started 15 games this year, got hurt. Everyone forgets about that. Was playing hurt towards the end of it, right? His uh, attempts went up. His completion percentage went up. His yards went up. His touchdowns went up. His touchdown percentage went up. His interceptions, he only had one more from the year prior, right? Played five more games, started five more games, only had one more interception from the year prior, right? And his yards per attempt went up. That That is with arguably who the fuck was running routes last year. Like – Cole Komet got $50 million for 50 catches. Hey, a million per catch, dude. <laughs> Dog, that's crazy, right? So, and he led the league in getting sacked. Yeah, he did. Uh, there, There is a lot of things that were out of his control. You can't control your O-line play. You can't control what the coach is calling up. Like, I, I get it. I get it. And and I personally, I'm rooting for the kid, man, because he's got he got just, just absolutely bashed by his – Person, TV personalities and ESPN, and it's like I, they didn't bash Jalen this much. They didn't bash like who else is another quarterback? That, I haven't heard them bash Bryce Young or CJ Stroud at all this year, right? And it, as soon as Justin Fields came out the gate, people were like, "This is a reach, blah blah blah." He can't throw in the league. It's like give this man a chance, and that's why I'm rooting for him because they shit on him so bad as soon as he got drafted. Everybody was talking shit, and I want him to have. A Jalen, a Jalen esque light, you know, Jalen light type season where I don't want him to be <laughs> just there. not better, but not better. Know, you know, I just... don't, I don't want to feel bad about him not being about him being better than Jalen. So keep it below Jalen, but I want him to be there and ball, ball so hard, motherfuckers can't find him, dude. That's what I'm looking for. Here's a little inside baseball. Another reason why I'm speaking to Justin Fields for my MVP pick, right? I'm gonna pick a few players for MVP. That's usually how I do my futures. Um, so Justin Fields isn't the only player, right? I believe I already picked Patrick Mahomes, which mm-hmm. shock, shocker. Stop me if you heard it. But uh, last season, Justin Fields, right? The one, the Justin Fields that everyone says is bad, finished ninth in MVP voting. Hey, you win three games and you get nine votes for MVP? Because he was playing by himself, bro. I mean, he still only won three games. He – was playing by himself. He I'm was just playing kidding, like, I'm not going to bash himself. him. That's, that's dope for him. Uh, I don't think he wins MVP because I do think it belongs to uh, a very special man out of Houston, it's another one. That's another one of my picks, dude. Is it? I think he's, I think he's up. I thought he should have won last year despite getting hurt. Let's, let's we'll, not, let's I, not, I, I, yeah, I, let's I, save I, that because I got, I got, I got bullet points. I got notes. I got years and years of pain. I think, he sh- I think he should have won it last year, but he got hurt. And I understand why he didn't, but I, I actually, think he should have won it. I actually do have a question about that. Not because I don't want to talk about him specifically, but he's using the worst game of last year for himself, the outcome of that game, as his background on his phone, right? And it's would that motivate you if you were if you were a man in his position? Would you do that? Would you do something like that? Or or do you have a different type of way to get motivated? Because for me, I don't know if I, I for me, I don't know if I could look at that every time I open my phone and I have to look at that. It, it would it would 
it would eat it. That's would... that's the point. That's the point. Yeah, that's the I... point. He's built the same way. And so that is the point of that photo. It is so that way. It would just trigger me, dude. I get so mad every morning I wake up. I'd be like, I'm going to the gym nine times today. Every time I picked up the phone, I would stop what I was about to do and go back to football. If that yeah. if that was my photo on there. But so so for those of you who don't know, Jalen Hurts, right? Quarterback Philadelphia Eagles. That's who we're talking about. Uh loser of the Super Bowl last year. And I mean, loser by three points. You know what I mean? Like, and it was purely because there was no more time on the clock. If he would have got the ball back, I'm a firm believer he would have won that game. I will say, I would hate to be lining up against that man this year. Whatever defense plays Philadelphia this year, you're on notice. And I don't think there's – Jalen Hurts has been discredited and discounted everywhere he's gone. And just continues to win. At a certain point in time, you have to take a step back, bet on the character of the man, and just know, yeah, this is going this is going to be something special, and that's where Jalen Hurts is. Yeah, but I mean, enough about the NFC East. But like going back to back to this Justin Jefferson thing, I think it's a coin flip for he finishes top three for MVP or the Bears win two games this year. That's honestly where I think they stand. I, I don't know if there's an in between for the Bears. I think it's either going to be holy shit, this kid is the truth, or Oh fuck! No, they could be middle. They could be middle of the pack. I don't see it. I don't. The the team got better, and they had three wins last year, and were in a ton of games. Yeah. No, dude, dude. So they can finish seven, seven wins easily for sure. Rooting for the man, bro. Rooting for the man. All right. So my. Are you ready to capture this exact division order? Uh, no. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm ready. Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. Let's see here. Let's see if I can get you with the odds on that. Oh, man. DraftKings takes forever to load. Division exact order. You said Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, and Green Bay. Oh my God! There's so many different options. <laughs> Chicago, Detroit. Oh, that's going to be plus eleven hundred. Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. Yeah, plus eleven hundred. Okay. I just want to make sure you got Minnesota, then Green Bay. Green Bay last, yes. right? Yes, 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 Okay. <clears throat> I've been wrestling with that. Do I put Minnesota last? First to worst? I don't think they got that in them. Not worst. Not, not worst. Wor- not worst. I not think Green – I could see Green Bay winning this uh, division. This I is mean, really a dice roll, dude. I mean, we got to see what the Madison injury is, but that's detrimental to this team. Yeah, that play action is huge. Huge. Does, does Dalvin Cook return to the Vikings? Absolutely not. They had their chance to sign him. If he does, I'm cutting him from my fantasy team. Uh, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him. I'll take him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll give you two seconds. Uh, dude, don't. Oh, okay. Don't, don't start that <laughs> shit. Don't start that shit. Not today. 
yeah, actually, will you flip my order, please? I'm going to do Minnesota last. Uh, so Minnesota last. Let's go Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota. is plus 1,700. I, I feel like I could be dead wrong on this division, but I'm betting on Destin Fields. I, I like – I want to root for the Lions. Dan Campbell, you know, you, a lot of his – a lot of the Detroit Lions front office and staff is New Orleans-based. New Orleans based. Um, So I do kind of pseudo root for for those guys just to see them successful. But plus 1,700, baby, like I like it. So- I like it. So just to give you guys a rundown, I know our, our other host uh, isn't here and I wasn't able to get his picks before the episode, so we'll probably touch those up later. But um, we do have Nevada. He got he has the Lions winning the division, Vikings second, Packers third, Bears fourth. That's a plus 900. I went Lions, Bears, Vikings, Packers plus 800. So I'm on that train with Jermaine as far as I think the Bears are going to be good. Um, I don't have them in the playoffs, but I do have them winning over um, – over the seven and a half games, I just don't think uh, there's a couple other teams that I think are going to take that second spot from this division. So, but I could see them making the playoffs easily. Yeah, I might have to revisit this uh, Seattle Seahawks to make the playoffs. Because <laughs> uh, I need to pick 17. See, that's the issue I have. Like, I don't have an issue with this. This is fun to me. But like, you have to pick seven teams, and if you're not doing them all in one day, which I probably should do and just be prepared for, for all the episodes, but if you don't remember to pick seven teams, it's like – I'll tell you what, though. I don't know if it's the Saints, but I think the NFC South get two teams in this year's this year's playoffs. That's which, crazy talk. Which is crazy. That's crazy talk. Uh, I don't think it's the Saints either. I think it's – anyways, spoiler alert. We'll get there. You got anything else for the tens and tens? Uh, no, nothing today, boss. All right, so thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host. As always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. Oh, last thing. Check out Revenge of the Pod, all platforms. Thank you. Bye.